Well, welcome everyone. Uh, today I have Scott Chopper and Darren Enru with Indigo Egg, and they have decided to talk with us today to give them give us more information about what Indigo is offering um, with their carbon program. So thank you, Scott and Darren, very much for uh, talking with me today. And do you guys want to give some more background about yourselves? My name is Scott Chopper. I'm the Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota agronomist or regional agronomist for Indigo Egg. And I've been with Indigo just over two years now and live by Mankato, Minnesota. Yeah, thanks for that. And and, and um, like we said, my name is Darren Darren Unruh. Um, I actually live live in Kansas, but I work in all, all regions of the country for Indigo Ag as their uh, regenerative ag specialist. Excellent, wonderful. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. Um, so, you know, you both have uh, specialties um, and you, you do a lot of different uh, work with producers and, you know, with regenerative and sustainable agriculture um, and working for Indigo Egg, you know, what, what does it look like? How does this work? You know, the process for enrolling and, and going through the program? Yeah, sure. So, so it's, it's really, it's, it's, pretty simple process it's the first steps you know first is is to sign up sign up for indigo carbon um agree to a practice change or or make a, a change to the farming operation which is extremely flexible and very bene beneficial it's um um it's not hard and we'll get in into later on in the podcast of of why we need those practice changes um then you record the data and and submit it to us and then and then we calculate the impact um verify the results and here again later in the podcast we'll go over why it's so important to verify the, the results and then the growers get paid so it's it's really not not that hard to to get started in it it's just um basically sign up and let us help you through the process well that sounds really nice and easy just a simple six that process. Excellent. And, and you touched on, you know, um, making changes. What type of practices would be beneficial for that program? Sure. So anything that will really help your soil health, in other words, in other words, things like, like re reducing tillage, um, using cover crops, um, Use, if you're currently just using a, a say a cereal rye um, cover crop, if if we could use a multi-species cover crop, add a legume, um, that type of thing, diversify the rotation. Um, those are all parts of, of what we call additionality. And and there again, you know, it has to fit your operation and for for what you're doing. So so it, it's really your decision. But you know with with our agronomy team and and having Scott there in Minnesota um, that's his job is is to help help you make those good decisions that will benefit soil health benefit your farm um, make you more profitable and at the same time you're sequestering more carbon when you're doing that excellent that's really nice that you have that personal component of someone local that can provide you know, that, that planning portion to it. So they're not out on their own trying to decide what to do. That is wonderful. And how do you determine the carbon 
sequestration, is there like a baseline versus that additionality? Yeah, so so that's the first step is is we have, you know, that's part of what we do with the data is to set that baseline. So so let's say that you're sequestering right now, um, you know, it, let's say in, in what you're doing today, you're sequestering a half a ton of carbon per acre. Um, we set that baseline first. And then those practice changes that I just talked about, those those will be sequestering additional carbon on top of what you're currently doing right now. And so did, did that answer your question? Yeah, yep, that is perfect, that is perfect. So then that allows you to look at with those changes of management, you know, what that can bring you. That is very helpful. And, and how does that set you apart uh, from the other carbon markets that are available out there? Yeah, so, so all the carbon markets right now are working with that that additionality, if you will, and basically <clears throat> taking that baseline and then, you know, adding an additional practice in there to increase the amount of carbon you're sequestering. So, um, uh, you know, we're, we're all wor working on, on that and basically getting paid for that additional part, if you will, and making sure that it's a high quality credit in order to, to get paid for that. Excellent, excellent. And then it sounds like um, you have recently updated your carbon offer. Um, what what does that look like and, and what do you offer with that? Yeah, so um, what we did is is when we were when we first came out with it, we had like a 10-year a, a payout. In other words, you know, these 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 companies that are buying these credits, um, they want to know that the carbon that they're paying for is going to stay in the ground. And so we had a 10 year payout schedule. In other words, in other words, you got 10% of the amount of money that, that correlated to the carbon you sequestered, basically divvied out equally over the 10 years. So 10% each year. Um, our new program is we've changed it to a five year contract. It's, it's, it's a lot better for for the growers and the the producers in Minnesota, in the fact that that you get your money faster. So so instead of a ten year, we've reduced it to a five year, and structured that payment to where fifty percent of that payment is paid that first year. Um, the second year, then twenty percent of that payment, and then years three for five, three through five is is ten percent. Um, each year. And now this is not just a one-time payment. So each year builds upon itself. In other words, in other words, you continue to sequester more carbon through that additionality piece that I talked about. So then the second year, you would have 50% of the current year and then 20% from the previous year, if that makes sense. And so it grows and grows over time until at the end of that five-year period, you're basically getting that full amount of that full payment, you know, for as long as you continue in those in those practices. That's just to ensure that the carbon that you're sequestering stays stays in the soil, if you will. Um, another thing that we've changed is is our requirements. We did have a re requirement of 
300 acres as a minimum, and we've reduced that to 150 acres. So if you have a, a just you know one quarter, um, it's eligible for, for this program, and, and we'd be excited to work with you on it. That is really nice to increase that flexibility that's offered you know, to a, a lower acreage amount and to have that five-year payment structure as well. That is, that is very nice. And then, you know, during that time, uh, you know, you, you meet with the producer, determine the additional, uh, you know, management options that they want to implement. What happens, you know, within that five years or within the future, if they want to add more practices, more diversity, more carbon sequestration uh, practices. Is, is there room to? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, you just hit on what, what I think is really, really cool is, is the fact that the more practices you, you change and the higher the carbon sequestration rate, it just, it just builds and continues to grow. So like I say, you have that baseline established. So if the first year you want to say, okay, I'm going to take my, my cereal rye cover crop and, and you know, or, or let me back up a, a minute. Let's say that you're doing a, a minimum till operation right now and you want to convert to no-till. That's fine. You, get, you can get paid for that practice change, that delta or change in the amount of carbon you're sequestering the first year and then say the second year it's going good and say you know what i want to continue to enhance what i'm doing for my soil health and i want to add a cover crop so that second year not only would you continue to get paid for the reduction in tillage but then you would get an, an additional payment on top of that for adding a cover crop and then if you wanted a multi-species cover crop well that's even additional on top of that so really it's flexible to fit your operation. And as you go down this regenerative path, the more you do, the more you can get paid. If you want to continue just at the minimal amount, that's fine. That's, that's no problem at, at, at all because there's so many benefits to all of these conservation practices. Um, you know, we will help you in, in your journey, but not, force you to do anything that you don't want to do or that doesn't fit for you and your operation. Well, that is fantastic to have that flexibility because that is, you know, one thing that people get worried about, you know, uh, a five-year contract that is nice and short, um, but, you know, you always wonder, well, what happens if I want to make changes? So that is wonderful that, number one, that's not an issue, and number two, that you can uh, continue to obtain higher payment rates because of that. That that is very nice. Uh, you yeah. were talking about some of the benefits, you know, uh, you know, coming from regenerative practices. You know, what benefits can producers receive? You know, beyond the the carbon payments uh, with implementing these practices. Absolutely, working with customers last year, I had a lot of them that had just been as simple as just adopting CRI and planting green in that in the spring and be able to reduce the cost of a pre-emerge and really come back for a post-emerge. Once they terminated the CRI, they had a pretty good mat down there and really didn't have much for weeds 
come back. They actually had worked the headlands of the fields and had a few weeds come up. So they basically had to come back and border the field. And that was really the only weed control that they really needed to put on that field. I've actually uh, tried to do um, practice as it on my own farm and went to no-till last year and comparing my crop to the neighbor's crop, same varieties, pretty much similar soil types, similar operations for motor management. I did, our field, our beans did 60 bushels and the neighbors did 61.3. Well, he'd also ripped everything in the fall and did two passes in the spring for prepping the field where we just went in and straight no-tilled in those stocks. So even with a maybe a little bushel drag, um, we were still probably $22, $23 an acre more profitable by being able to reduce those the needs for tillage and those inputs. Yeah, and not not only that too though. So so Scott, I'm sure you you've seen some some other benefits as well as as like you said, weed control and and um, you know you're 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 with that mat out there, um, you, you know, being able to keep the, the microbial activity in the ground functioning and feeding. The microbes with the decaying cereal rye and stuff you had also didn't you yep yep that and easy talk to some customers that are getting farther down their their path to regenerate regenerative egg they've been able to lower their input on nitrogen from say starting at one 1.1 pounds of nitrogen for bushel corn down to 0 0.6 0 0.7 pounds in per bushel corn realizing savings there and they're also getting increased water infiltration they're not having drowned out spots being able to, and actually having that mats pretend, um, helping him prevent some of his white mold issues by putting a mat on that ground and preventing the, the infection infection on his soybeans. So seeing some nice benefits on that way as well. Excellent, excellent. So not only does it help, you know, your, your agronomics, you can also utilize this program to help, you know, get payment per acre for sequestering that carbon. That is wonderful and offer flexibility. So, you know, with some of the programs out there, you know, timing for sign up is everything. Um, you know, what does this look like, Scott, when you when you work with growers in Minnesota, you know, is there a certain time for them to sign up or, you know, how does that generally go? Well, with our sign up program now, depending on if they have a history with Indigo through our marketplace or some other avenue, they'll be able to log in or go to the website, log in and put their information in, start mapping their fields. And from the, when they, once they enroll in the carbon program, we have a look back of two years. So like now it's after harvest of 2018 to before harvest of 2020 that they can implement or show what practices they adopted. And as they keep going forward, we keep talking, adding different additionalities or changing their program a little bit going into the future that they can keep showing that and we'll keep adding more carbon in the soil. So it's nice. really a fairly easy, fairly easy process for them to get enrolled and doesn't cost them anything to be a participant. And we're not telling them how to farm, but it's a way that they can um, adopt these practices for the increased soil health, but also maybe get a little carbon money on top of it. Absolutely. And that two-year look back, that is wonderful to have that added. Um, you know, most of the programs, it's, you know, it's the start of as of today, um, but with you guys being able to look back the last two years, that provides a, a lot of opportunities for people, um, you know, over the years, implementing soil health practices has become, you know, more acceptable. Um, and, you know, working with people that say, you know, oh, I started this a year or two ago, 
um, and I'm not able to reap any of the benefits from that. Now with your program that is available. Excellent. Yes. Um, now this is something that I get asked constantly um, with these, these carbon market opportunities. Um, when farmers work with you guys, is their data shared or sold to third parties at all? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because, man, I get, <laughs> I get all, asked that all, all the time, and, I, and I'm glad we brought that up. And so the short answer to that is the, the grower's data is the grower's data. We, we have to have some data to, to get to our verifiers, and I'd love to talk about our verifiers and, and that part of, of the program in a little bit, but the, 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 the data that we, that we have to have is, is only shared with, with the verifiers so that they can, they can assure the, the buyers that this happened on your farm. And that, and that through our model that we know that you sequestered X number of tons of, of carbon in, into the soil. And so, and so we don't sell the data. We don't uh, give it away. We don't even own it. We, it, like I said, the grower owns the data. All we do is, is use it to verify. And so, and so rest assured that your data is your is your data. Well, that is wonderful, and I know that adds a lot of security, um, you know, to those looking to utilize uh, this program. Um, it, yes, we appreciate you appreciate that respecting that data. That is wonderful. And Darren, do you want to talk more about your verifiers? Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm glad you brought that back up. Then, so so that's that's it's a big part of, of what we feel is extremely important. And, and so there's a lot of different emerging carbon markets, right? And, and honestly, there has been for, for quite some time. Um, you know, the Chicago Climate Exchange um, um, is, is still operating, but the, but the value of those credits is extremely low. And the reason is, is because nobody believes the data. And so, or, or the lack of, of the data being verified that yes, this is. So, so at Indigo, we work with two uh, outside companies, not Indigo companies, uh, outside companies, uh, or I should say organizations. One is called Vera, and the other is called the Climate Action Reserve, or CAR for short. And and those folks are basically putting their stamp of approval, if you will, on it. So I like to, I like to think about it as, as, you know, certified, you know, USDA certified organic or USDA, you know, stamp of this is prime beef or this is choice or this is select. Once, the, once they put that on there, the consumer, the customer, the companies that are buying our carbon credits is they're saying this is for real. These are high quality. We know because we we have verified the data, and so I think that that's extremely important as we look down the road. You know, um, we want to make sure that we are getting the most money possible for these carbon credits, and honestly, you know. 
that's how Indigo makes money. I, I want to be completely transparent here and say, you know, we are selling these credits for $20 per ton of carbon. And we are, we are paying the growers $15 per ton of carbon sequestered. So the more carbon that we can help you sequester, the more money you make, the more money Indigo makes. And, and we want that price to continue to grow. We want the price to continue to grow so that you guys can, can make more money. And, and we feel like the only way for, for those carbon credits to remain valuable is to use these third-party verifiers to basically put their stamp of approval on, just like the USDA certified organic. I think that that is a, a great an analogy to use in this situation. That was kind of a long-winded answer. Did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yes, and, and to be able to have, you know, those registered organizations completely verifying, um, you know, that adds stability to this program, knowing that, you know, it's not just within Indigo uh, completing the verification um, that, that these are, uh, you know, realistic and, and absolute uh, numbers and data that are verified. Um, so that, that brings a lot of, um, you know, weight and depth to, to this program. So that is, that is excellent. Is there anything else that you guys want to discuss? Um, yeah, I would like to, to bring up a little bit about our, our methodology or, or how, we, how we know how much carbon you're sequestering with the additional practice that you make. And, it, and it's, we, we look at it as, as a twofold process. So we want high accuracy and we want low, low cost. Um, uh, that just allows us to, to you know, pay more for for these carbon credits if if we know that we're highly accurate and that and then it's low cost so we can pass more of that along that's the goal of, of what we have so we we look at this in two ways we we are using a a model um, to determine how much carbon gets sequestered and that model takes into all into account all kinds of things including the climate and how much rain you have. And it's, and it's all based off of, you know, scientific research that's published out there to, to make sure that the model is, is accurate. And then we also are using uh, soil samples. Now, we're not going to sample every field. That is extremely cost prohibitive. That would give us extremely high accuracy, but it would also cost a lot of money to sample every single field. So, so we use a computer-generated random soil sampling procedure here that your fields may or may not get soil sampled. Um, but all that is is to determine and to verify the accuracy of the model. So that model will probably change over time as we understand and learn more from this, the fields that we have actually sampled. Um, we, we pulled two different, um, soil samples. One is the bulk density of the soil that affects how much carbon be, can be sequestered. And then of course, 
the total carbon in, in the soil. And then look at that as, uh, you know, from year to year and plug all that information into the model, including your practice changes that you've made. That way we can determine with high accuracy and low cost what, what you're actually sequestering. That, that is really neat. And, you know, hearing this, you know, as a soil scientist, you know, that you're not just looking at the, at the amount of carbon, that you're also looking at the bulk density uh, data, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I, that, I think that sounds really great. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you, Darren and Scott, for taking the time to talk with me today and to provide all this great information about the, the program that Indigo Egg offers. Um, you know, it, it's a fantastic opportunity for farmers um, to be able to, you know, give them the guidance to start implementing, um, you know, these soil health practices, but also be able to obtain some payment um, to, to complete these. So I, I think that sounds like a, an excellent opportunity. Yeah, well, we, we really appreciate you having us on, on here. Um, you know, within Indigo, we're also trying to, to build community. And by that, I mean um, these, these very things. What you do with the podcast is so awesome, and it can really help um, growers out there become more profitable through regenerative ag. Um, we, we're excited to do um, some similar things. We have webinars, and all of this stuff is free, of course, but we have webinars and, and um, um, we're building interviews um, to be replayed later uh, to share with you guys um, and help you down your, your regenerative path. So thank you for having us on here and explaining our program and, and continue the good work that, that you're doing too. It, it truly is helping rural America, I believe. Yes, thank you. Yes, and I'll provide links um, in the description below to be able to connect with Indigo Egg and learn more about their programs. And, and again, thank you, Darren and Scott. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Thank you.